0: I'm going Hey. Okay. That's me on my way. Off to uh, Dak Osaka, the convention. Um, it's a little way on the train, so it'll take a while to get there. Um, yeah, kind of looking forward to it. Let's see. Let's see if I can be on time anyway.
1: Rob or Menion, uh, Spencer here from Keep Off the Borderlands and I just wanted to welcome you to Anchor and say thank you so much for such a wonderful first episode. Um, you sound like you've been doing this for years and lilting brogue was it? I've got to say that's something of an understatement. Yesterday I flew down from the beautiful Highlands of Scotland to spend a few weeks with my family in Essex and um, after just a few hours I'd had my feel of it down here (laughs) I can tell you anyway your episode really helped me to find my happy place and uh, very grateful for that also, yes, your lack of ums and ers really made me feel like a, my podcast is, is the product of some clumsy oaf. So, cheers.
0: Thanks, Spencer. I don't know if I lilt, but my dad's older brothers and years in Aberdeen certainly had a big influence on my Southern English accent to, and uh, changing it to what it is today. It's hard to believe that I was born and raised in Hampshire on an estate that was created as part of the London overspill. So bearing that in mind, if I do lapse into Mokni, please forgive me. And yes, I would still uh, have some problems pronouncing T-H sounds, uh, such as th and th. Um, anyway, I certainly think I have a long way to go before I can talk as freely as many of, uh, as many of you do. Uh, my main aim in the short term will be to avoid sounding too monotonous and pedantic. Not an easy task for me. On Saturday, the first of February, I attended the DAC—that's DAC, Osaka D&D Convention. DAC is a kind of uh, acronym for Dungeons and Dragons Adventurers Convention. Uh, this was actually my first convention ever, um, so it was uh, quite quite a thrill to get down there. In addition to Osaka, which is where I went, uh, it's held in Tokyo, Aichi, and Sendai. Which each regional con taking place a few months apart so as to encourage people to attend multiple conventions. Anyway, as the uh, name suggests, the focus is on d d but this includes games using the OGL. And indeed, when I visited on Saturday, there was a table playing Pugmire, as well as one running Adventures in Middle Earth. I delayed by a week or so in getting my application in last year, and that was enough for me to miss out on getting a place at any of the tables. Because I'd also been too late last year, um, actually the year, well, yeah, the beginning of last year, that would have been, I persevered and got in touch with the admin who kindly allowed me to attend as an observer, free of charge. Thanks to everyone at DAC, uh, particularly Asaka, Shiro, and Kane, for being so welcoming. They even introduced me during the uh, opening ceremony Incidentally, I was the only non-Japanese person there on the Saturday, although they told me that another foreigner was to attend on the second day. Okay, this is Rob. Um, Sunday, uh, early afternoon, and I'm just coming down to the river for a walk before I go and buy the bread for today and um, so actually this is the second day of DAC but uh i decided not to go just to get a bit of rest in um, one of the reasons for that is that um, as you probably know the uh coronavirus i think it's called is doing the rounds as it were and so of course we were all masked up yesterday um, and have been for the past uh, few days since the outbreak um, particularly on trains or when you're in a situation where you're face to face with other people um, so um, anyway, you know it's, it's important to take a few precautions and wearing a mask and uh, using alcohol um, rinses to wash your hands down and so on it's kind of uh, you know important it's better safe than sorry anyway quite a lovely day today the water's flowing Uh, the stream that i'm walking along is flowing as two white herons waiting for little fishes um so uh yeah It's the second of day second day of dak won't be going um but i thought i'd say a few more things about that as i walk um, just to get a bit of a different feel um, and one that's a little less rehearsed so Dak, there were 11 tables this is mostly coming from memory now, 11 tables uh, which isn't a huge amount I'd um, imagine uh, certainly there must be more in uh, Dak Tokyo um, however you know it was a quite a full room and um, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun. Didn't seem any grief or, or a hassle at all. So 11 tables. Um, two of which were non-5th edition. Everything else was 5th edition. Um, the age groups were roughly people in their 30s and 40s, mostly, um, 50s too, I reckon. There were some people in their 20s, I'd hazard, but uh, not so many. Um, and, as you might expect, predominantly male. Although, let's see, about six of the tables had at least one woman at the table. That's just over half, right? Um, One table had a woman DM and a woman player, so that was the only table with more than uh, one woman at it. So, you know, not, not really massively sort of uh mixed group and certainly older group age group but quite definitely uh a fifth edition um event you know a later editions event uh, one thing i can see and this sort of goes fits in with um uh, the middle earth thing is that there was a lot of uh kind of mashing up going on you know People sort of writing their own rules or translating them uh, in the case of middle earth there's no actual japanese official translation available so what people do in many cases in this case is that they get the english rules they they uh, translate them as best they can depending on the level of their english ability and they uh, they fill in they they make make do you know they fill in the gaps they sort of re- they write the rules as they see fit um using the english versions or the japanese versions of the game um as they see necessary so there's a lot of diy going on as you might expect from an older crowd or a more experienced crowd yeah uh, lots of ducks skidding on the water at the moment so uh where was i Yeah, diy Um, mash-ups. One group was actually running a game of 5e Um, and it was sort of mixed or it was using elements of a Japanese animation called Idol Master, which I believe is also a game Uh, and the main characters were these uh, female female, um, idols you know and they had to go and pick up hearts or whatever not very, not super serious, you know, kind of fun idea uh, that was kind of uh, quite curious I thought and one other table, I think it was run by a GM called uh, Mr. Sakuma oh, I've got his right, name right, yeah, Sakuma I think he seemed to be running a mixture of various editions uh, to but uh, using 5th edition rules to run uh, Tomb of Annihilation or Tomb of Horrors, I believe is what we used to call it. Um, and he, he was kind enough to talk to me, tell me about the, how he was doing the game. And that looked quite interesting, definitely. Also another thing was um, a lot of miniatures, lots of floor plans. There wasn't one table that wasn't using floor plans and miniatures in some way or other. And I asked a few people about that. And asked if they asked why people weren't using more a theatre of the mind, and I suppose that from what I understand is that people feel more comfortable using the floor plans to plot their positions, so there's no uh, confusion uh over you know as to where where people are and what they can do what so that was interesting certainly some of the dioramas, some of the floor plans, things like uh, Dwarven Forge and various warmer buildings were pretty impressive, you know. There was even a a big ship, even a big galleon. Somebody had, they were running a, uh, sorry, a lot of background noise here. They were running, they were running this, uh, yeah, um, sea adventure, maritime adventure. And there were things like giant octopuses coming out of the water, you know, and it could even grasp the minis, <laughs> uh, attacks of sharks and whatnot, crabs, uh, a lot of flavor, a lot of different ways of approaching the game, even even for those uh, groups that were running pretty much straightforward uh, fifth edition games. That was good to see. So hang on, I'll just uh, break it off here now. I'm not sure uh, how understandable all that was, especially with all the background noise. Anyway, bye for now. Anyway, that's me away from the road a little bit now. Although you're never away, never far away from a road really in a city of 1.5 million people. Ah, so along the side of the river now, there's a koipu. Um, forget the other name for this little creature. Well, he's basically looks like a a giant water rat uh, not so huge you know maybe a, a foot or two in length they're originally from uh, south america maybe brazil and they were brought here for their furs but they escaped so um like me they're an invasive species uh, they don't have thick tails like a beaver but they're very similar to beavers other than, you know obviously they don't have the, the tails and the for um the uh the big teeth, buck teeth. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, so I forgot one thing was the there was a Pathfinder table um, in addition to Pugmire and Middle earth. That was one thing I forgot. And there was this interesting lady actually, I've referred to on Twitter as the High Priestess of RuneQuest, and she was quite an interesting character. Not not a lot of demand for RuneQuest, you know, around. So she only runs about two games a year. But, uh, yeah, she must be, you know, she looks like an old, uh, a little old lady with uh, white hair in a a bun and a tiny little figure. She runs a game shop in Osaka. So I had a little bit of a natter with her about RuneQuest and the various editions and she's hoping to get a couple of classic uh, RuneQuest games up and running so I put my name down for that you know because I never ever got around to playing RuneQuest but that's a whole nother that's a whole another podcast really isn't it um so that was that lady and uh, yeah she runs this shop called Re- Reaching Moon I believe she had a l- bunch of dice on show Uh, So, yeah, let's see. Get across another road here, so I'll stop here. Okay, that's me back home now, so I'll uh, try to continue where I left off. So um, during the uh, con, I also got got to meet a guy who goes by the name of Gunso on Twitter. Now, Gunso was kind enough to talk to me on Twitter early in January or February last year, and he invited me to join an online game of 5E, which he frequently runs for beginners. Part of the reason why I was able to get back into RPG so quickly last year was down to him getting me playing again on Discord and also to another guy who goes by the name of Becky, who tends to run classic D as uh, BX or Beck Me to me and you perhaps at local games days here in Kyoto. It's only after getting involved in the Japanese language groups that it occurred to me that people might, in fact, be playing D&D in English too. So, to return to DAC. At the end of the first day, one table after another finished, with rounds of applause breaking out at some tables. The host then have the DMs come up and give quick summaries of how each game went, before prizes are then given out to players in a lucky draw. All in all, it was a fascinating but long and tiring day. I headed off into the night soon after that prize draw. You know, the reason is that it's an hour and about, roughly, an hour and 20 minutes train ride, more or less, from Osaka to Kyoto. So finally, that brings me to the end of what I want to say this week about Dak Osaka. I hope that provides a small window on the Japanese D&D scene, I'm sure I'll add more on this subject as the opportunity arises, and particularly on how the DIY customis- customization ethic excuse me, is alive and well, perhaps even essential in Japan. Obviously, there's a lot more to role playing than D&D, although you wouldn't think so uh, from the sales aspect of the industry. Um, and as such, I hope to discuss the Kyoto RPG meetups in the future, where D&D very much takes a backseat, and Indie and JRPGs play more of a leading role. Finally, I also hope to discuss the foreign resident RPG scene, including the games I'm directly involved in. So until next time, this is Menion at Confessions of a Weed in Bushi signing off.